Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is this going to be the last season in New York for Emmanuel Quickly? We're going to break that down on today's show as Knicks insider Ian Begley of SNY is saying he is predicting that with the Knicks in Quickly unable to come to a resolution on that contract extension, this might be his last year with the Knicks. You're watching Knicks Now by Chat Sports. I am your host, Marshall Green, and I just want to say thank you to everybody that has tuned into this channel over the past couple of years. We reached 28,000 subscribers last night, an absolute huge milestone for the channel, and all I can do is just say thank you. And if you are looking for free videos every day on our New York Knicks, subscribe to the channel right now. So these trade rumors are coming about because the Knicks in quickly could not come to an agreement on that rookie extension. They had until the last day of the offseason prior to NBA tip-off, and they were unable to get it done. And some people that I've talked to are saying that both sides were not relatively close on any sort of money amount. I'm sure Emmanuel quickly wanted to get the absolute back, and he deserves it because he's an absolute dog. And I'm sure the Knicks weren't so ready to just give Emmanuel quickly everything he wanted when it comes to guarantees to money, considering while he was good in year one and year two, he took an astronomical leap in year three, and I'm sure they want to see him do it another year. Also, another reason that they didn't get the deal done, if the Knicks signed quickly to a contract extension prior to the season starting, he would be ineligible to be traded for six months. And six months from now is after the NBA trade deadline. So the Knicks didn't want to run into a situation where a superstar is available on the trade market and they could not involve quickly. It's a really sticky situation. I thought Ian Begley did a good job of breaking it down. He was asked if he thinks quickly will be back on the Knicks next year. And he said, I don't know. If I'm making a bet today based on what happened over the offseason, just based on stuff that you were hearing leading into today, my bet would be that Emmanuel quickly is elsewhere at the start of next season. Maybe that's the pessimist in me, but once you decline the option to extend him, whatever the details of the negotiation were, it just increases the odds that he will not be here next year. And my first thought on that is this. It was shown last night. It was evident throughout the season last year. The New York Knicks need Emmanuel quickly on this team. Yes, you have Jalen Brunson as the starting point guard. And deservedly so, he should be the starter. He is absolutely a better basketball player than Emmanuel quickly. But I think it was on display again that the Knicks, they really struggled to create offense in the half court when Jalen Brunson is A, 
off the floor, or B, off like he was last night. Insert IQ, comes in, lights up the scores table, and absolutely just carries this offense going for 24 points last night. I do want to say this, though, about what Ian Begley said. The Knicks still control the rights, and they can make the final decision whether they want IQ to be a member of this team going forward or not. Yes, they can. No, they cannot negotiate on a contract from now until the NBA season ends. But they do own his free agency rights. He is a restricted free agent, which means quickly he's allowed to go test the market. He's allowed to go negotiate with other teams. And if he signs an offer with another team, the Knicks will have a couple of days to match. So the final decision in free agency next year, whether quickly will be a Nick or not, will come down to the Knicks and where they value him. Look, I'm sure that Emmanuel quickly is not thrilled about not getting extended. That would have been probably close to $100-150 million guaranteed in his pocket. And now, he doesn't know when that next payday is coming. Did he deserve it? Absolutely. And I'm sure he's looking across the association and seeing some of those rookie extensions handed out to players that came out in the same draft class as him. And Quick's probably saying, I'm better than Devin Vassell. I'm better than Jaden McDaniels. And he got five for a buck 46. He got five for a buck 36. Quickly was a second six man who came in second and six man of the year last year he's outproduced both of these players and I don't think the Knicks were ever going to come close to giving quickly this sizable of a deal they want the chance though to trade him I know that I, we all love Emmanuel quickly I want him to be here you want him to be here we know how special he is when he gets to dancing in the garden knocking down pull-up threes coming off the pit getting to the cup kissing it off the glass he's one of the best in the business at creating his own shot off the bounce but the Knicks want to have the opportunity for, let's say, Joel Embiid or Donovan Mitchell or somebody else becomes available in January. They don't want to be handcuffed with the assets they can give up. Any team that wants to trade uh, is going to trade a superstar to the Knicks. They're going to want Emmanuel quickly back because he's probably the most enticing trade option that they have. I'm only trading IQ for a superstar because I do think he is on his way to being a star in this league. I think if he started for another team, he could put together an all-star type of season. And I'm only trading that type of guy if I can get a superstar back in return. I want you guys to predict this for me. Is this Emmanuel Quickly's last year with the New York Knicks? I sure hope not unless we got an absolute superstar coming back. What do you think? Type Y for yes, type N for no. I'm curious what you think. Look, he was so good last night. So absolutely special. Randall couldn't buy a bucket. Brunson couldn't buy a bucket. I think they were both combined 11 for 41 at one point. The Knicks found themselves down, I think, 12 points in that first half. And here comes Emmanuel quickly to save the day. Derek White couldn't guard him. Peyton Pritchard stood no chance. And even when they put Drew Holiday on him, he got busy with him guarding him. 24 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. But it's the efficiency that I'm absolutely in love with. Quickly has always been a guy that started season slowly. That's been documented throughout his first three years in the NBA. And he's also a hot and cold player. He can come out there and be absolutely on fire. And sometimes he can be a little bit cold from the field. But coming out in the first game of the season, shooting 63.6% from the field, and then 71.4% from downtown, the Knicks need to hold on to this guy unless they're getting a star back because he is I, in my opinion, a top four player on this team, and he might just be the third best player on this team behind Brunson 
and Randall. We're going to recap last night's game a little bit further in detail coming up in a second, but I got to tell you guys about our proud sponsor, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use that promo code CLNS, and Prize Picks is going to hook you guys up with a $100 match on your first deposit. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Prize Picks is the best and really the only way to play daily fantasy. If you like playing fantasy sports and you want to play daily fantasy and you want to win real money and have the ability to withdraw the money out of your account whenever, go to this link, prizepicks.com slash CLNS and remember promo code CLNS. They're offering a special right now with Damian Lillard's points at just 18 and a half. I'm going to select more on that and I'm also going to go with more on LeBron James and Anthony Davis's points for tonight's game. I feel like they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after they got kind of blown out by the Denver Nuggets and with a hurt uh, Phoenix Suns team, I think that both those guys could shine through and show you why they're still top 10 players in this league. Daily fantasy sports made easy. You create a lineup of two to six players. The more players you have, the higher your payout is going to be, and you just select more or less on the projected stat line. One more time, pricepicks.com slash CLNS. Remember, promo code CLNS. That'll be all in the down in the description and comments of today's video. A lot of people have hit me up and said, Marshall, are you worried? We couldn't beat the Celtics. Jalen Brunson was bad. Julius Randle was bad. I am not worried in the slightest about what I saw on display. The facts are the facts. The Knicks lost by four points yesterday to the Boston Celtics, but they shot 37% from the field. I believe they shot 27% in the paint, and they missed 12 free throws. And on top of that, your top two guns, Brunson and Randle, they shot 11 of 41 from the deck. The fact that you were in this game, I don't believe in moral victories, but I am proud of the way this team fought. They never gave up, and they showed you even on their C-plus game, they can match up against the big dogs in this league. This, I felt like the Boston Celtics got a couple of easy looks there in that first half, and they made the Knicks pay, and they shot better from the three-point line in that first half, but in the second half, their defense really stepped up. Loved the energy from quickly. I thought Grimes played pretty good on the defensive end. Josh Hart as well. And Jalen Brunson, while he didn't knock any really, he didn't really have a good field goal percentage at all. He shot 28% from the deck. He had three steals, and he was at least active on that end. He also drew two offensive fouls. But it's tough to win basketball games when the best player on your team shoots 6 of 21 from the field, coupled with the fact that your second best player on the team shoots 5 of 22. Off nights shooting the ball are going to happen in this league. What's the phrase? It's a make or miss league. Last night, the Knicks didn't make their shots. The Celtics, they did down the stretch. Comes down to that. But what I am a little bit disappointed in when it comes to Randall and Brunson is the fact that they both, both missed clutch fourth quarter free throws. If you're going to be the captain of the team, you're going to be the guys getting paid the big bucks, you got to come up when the, brights are, when the lights are on the brightest and they both left some valuable points at the charity stripe. I was encouraged by the way uh, R.J. Barrett played. I loved the fact that he got out in transition and started to run a little bit. Threw down that left-hand dunk on the fast break. Ended up 8 for 20 from the field. Shot a late 3, so he was really 8 for 19. I thought he played pretty good, though. I also liked that he was 2 of 5 from downtown, and before that, he was 2 of 4. I'll continue to say it. R.J. Barrett is the X factor for this team. If this team wants to be where they want to be, they need number nine to play like a superstar like he's paid to be. I also thought Quentin Grimes played a good game, but 
I want more. I want Quentin Grimes to touch the basketball more. He's in a tough spot because when he's on the floor, so is Brunson, so is Randall, and so is either RJ or IQ. And both those guys have the ball in their hands pretty much all the time. I'd like for Tom Thibodeau to run some off-ball action, a little down screen, a little flare screen for Quentin Grimes. I'm hoping we see that as the season goes on, but he shot the ball really well, 4-6 from the deck and 50% from downtown on six attempts. Dante DiVincenzo in his New York Nick debut at the Garden left a lot to be desired. Couldn't buy a bucket. I mean, that was just kind of the theme of the night. 0-3 from downtown. He had a couple of nice passes. I love the fast break pass where he drove baseline and he kicked it out to his Villanova buddy, Josh Hart, who knocked down to three to put the Knicks up in that fourth quarter. Uh, I'm interested to see how Dante DiVincenzo starts to fit in on this team. I want to see him play a little bit more next to Jalen Brunson. Josh Hart is what Josh Hart is. He's a dog. He's going to play tough and he's going to play hard. And that's exactly what he did. One thing, though, that I want to see Josh Hart do is if you catch the ball on the three-point line and there's enough space for you to get a shot off, shoot it. Because sometimes passing up on a good shot for another shot, if it's not a great shot, is a bad play. If you're open, shoot it. Trust it. Two of four from downtown last night. I'd also like him to see, to see him attack the rim a little bit more. Not going to be mu called much to get many shots up. Just want to see him be a little bit more aggressive. Mitchell Robinson, I thought, was okay-ish. Um, Boston did a really good job of keeping Mitch off the offensive glass. As we know, one of the best offensive rebounders in this game. But he was honestly outplayed by his backup. Isaiah Hartenstein got the bulk of the minutes because Mitchell Robinson had four fouls before half the halfway point in that third quarter. Uh, I like what I saw from Hartenstein. Uh, you're always going to get effort. He's always going to do the little things. And um, I'm, I'm happy he's our backup center. <sighs> Just very disappointed in this game. But I'm not worried. So I want to ask you. How worried are you about the Knicks after the first loss of the season at home to the Boston Celtics? Are you worried at all? Scale it from 1 to 10. 1 being you're not worried, 10 being the season is already over. Let me know what you think down below. Look, I'm not worried at all. Knicks were up 6 in that fourth quarter, and, and they just really couldn't close the door. It's game 1. I'm not worried at all. I don't believe in moral victories. But, 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 if anything... I'm a little encouraged by what I saw. The Knicks played one of the worst games I've seen in the first half. Jalen Brunson had his worst game as a Knick. Julius Randle had one of his worst regular season performances of all time. Dante DiVincenzo was bad. Mitchell Robinson was in foul trouble. You missed 12 free throws. And at the end of the day, the game was tied with one minute to go. I'm, I'm encouraged. Knicks played bad, and they battled with the top dog in the East. Can't wait to see him again. Let's freaking go. As always, just want to say thanks, and I appreciate you for tuning in. If you haven't yet, give me a follow over on Twitter at MarshallGreen underscore, and join us tomorrow night, Knicks, Hawks, watch party, F. Trey Young.